You're listening to Church on the Path Inspiration Podcast. Brought to you by Holy Fire. And broadcasting from the heart of Brisbane City, Australia. Speaking today is Pastor Glenn Gerhauser. So today's short message, it's a short devotion. Today's short devotion is called Becoming a Good Father, a one-minute guide, a one-minute guide. So becoming a good father, a one-minute guide. I'm going to pray and then lead you in the prayer. Father, I want to thank you that you are our father, and that transforms how we father And I'm asking that you would speak to all the fathers and all the men and that you would teach us to be good fathers. We put this uh, message, this little message, into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And if you could put your hands on your hearts, please, and pray this with me nice and loud. Dear Jesus. Oh, we could do better than that. (laughs) Dear Jesus. Speak to my heart and change my life in your precious name. Amen. So I have an infographic that I'm going to share soon. This is Becoming a Good Father, a one-minute guide. This is for all the fathers, and it's also for all the men, because all of us men are called to be fathers, whether naturally or spiritually. So if you're not a father naturally, God has called you to be a father spiritually. And that's part of what spiritual maturity is. You become a father. And so you start to take people under your wing that need discipleship. Um, And becoming a good father, we're going to talk, yeah, we're going to be talking about this. And I'm going to try to make it uh, not too long. (laughs) Not too long. So are we ready? Are we ready? Oh, we need to read a scripture first. So Matthew 6, 9, because this gives us the whole foundation of what we're sharing. This then is how you should pray. This is Jesus speaking. This is the Sermon on the Mount. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive, have forgiven our debtors. And let us not into and lead us, sorry, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So we'll stop there. Especially we want to focus on this our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So here is our one-minute guide, a one-minute guide to being a good father. And I have five points to share with you. Now, for those who don't know, I've been a father for 22 years. And by God's grace and with the help of Anna, 
we have raised two adult children, and then we have two, two more that we're raising, uh, Eva and Valerie. It's like two, two fam families. We have Gideon and Allison, who are now adults, graduated high school, and I'm so proud of them. And uh, then we have Eva and Valerie, who are still, uh, still in school. So if you wonder, this, what, what I'm sharing here is things that God has taught me through the years. And this has kept us. And I still need to keep on drawing on these things. The first thing is this. Daily draw near to your heavenly Father. Daily draw near to your heavenly Father. Father. How can you be a good father? You need to daily draw near to your heavenly father. More is learned in the father's presence than all the books and talks in the world. This is what I found so important. And in my early, even before I became a father, in my early walk, you may have heard me say this, I started to come into the father's presence and he began to pour his love into me. This melted me. But it also gave me his heart. He, he imparted to me his father's heart. And all of us need to experience his father's heart so that we can have a father's heart to our families and to, uh, to the church, whoever we're discipling. And it is good to learn from books, but I want to emphasize that more is learned in the father's presence than in all the books and talks in the world. So, daily draw near to your heavenly Father. And fatherhood is tough because you're carrying this big burden and responsibility and you don't want to bring the suffering to the rest of the people. Um, and so you're carrying this. You need to be able to go to a father, and that's your heavenly Father. Go to, heaven, heaven, go to your heavenly Father and bring your burdens to him. Draw strength from him. Learn from him. So, uh, a good father is continually learning, continually learning from their heavenly Father. Amen? Do I hear an amen? Now, the second thing. <laughs> Good to have some children in the house. <laughs> the, the second thing is prioritize your wife. Prioritize your wife. So if you're married... Make a habitual effort to spend quality time with your wife. Now, this gets tough because you got the kids, and the more kids you have, the busier it gets, the more you have to work, all these things coming in this pressure. But with all the pressure, make a habitual effort to spend quality time with your wife. You guys may know, if you don't hear from us on Tuesday, that's when we turn off the phones or stay away from the phones. And that's when Anna and I have lunch together and spend time together. Um, of course, we do it other times, too. But we make sure that once a week we have that time. And so if something comes up, the kids are sick and we can't do it, we'll schedule another time. So also, husbands, help your wife have alone time. And I was happy to see Yushi do that a couple of weeks ago where uh, Yushi took Joseph and Davina had that time. Did you, see, did you see the glow on Davina's face? You didn't see it, Yushi. You didn't see it. But, oh, she looked liberated and free, and she had a glow. So that's a, 
that's you being a good father and a good husband. And uh, I was proud of you and proud of seeing you do that. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 says this, and you may have heard of it. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So listen to that. Just soak in that. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church in the same way that Christ loved the church. So us husbands have a responsibility. We, us husbands have a responsibility to represent Jesus to our wives and our families and to love them as Jesus loved the church. So if you're not spending time with Jesus, how are you going to have his love to share? So really our goal is we receive his love and we give his love. It's quite, it's quite simple, but it's very deep and profound. We receive his love and we give his love. And this is why we prioritize our, our wives. Or for me, my wife. That's one wife. I'm not speaking in the plural. Don't want anybody to get confused. Here. <laughs> and, and this is the thing. Your children learn to love by watching you. Your children lo- uh, learn to love by watching you. So they watch you. They learn more from what they see than what they hear. What they hear is important, but they learn more f- from what they see. So if they see you loving your wife, it sets a great example for them. Now, uh, for women... And all these things, I want to encourage you to, in the the house of God, let's build this culture and let's encourage these things that I'm talking about. The third thing is give time to your kids to be a good father and to become a good father. Give time to your kids. Go out with them. Treat them special. Spend time with them as a family, but also individually. And so what I want to encourage the fathers to do is spend time with their families, but also individually spend time with your kids so that they have in undivided attention. Like uh, it was about a month ago or so, and we've got to do it again. I took Allison for breakfast so that she could have, so we could have time together. And then I'll take Valerie out and, and Eva, if she wants to, <laughs> and Gideon. So there's, there's the importance of fam- family time, family time where you're all together, but the importance of the individual time with each of your kids is really uh, critical, important. It makes them feel special, and it also, yeah, imparts the Father's heart to them, the Heavenly Father's heart to them. So listen to them, enjoy life together. And one of the classic mistakes that pastors have made, especially the last generation, but it still seems to be carrying off in this generation, is the pastor has been caring for everybody else's families and kids, and his own family has been neglected. And I I make an effort not to let that happen. So... uh, Yeah, some people get upset by that, but it's so important to have those boundaries. And for me, it's not about just merely having a really uh, big ministry. It's about being an example of Jesus to to the congregation and to everybody that uh, will listen to the teachings and 
the next thing is, the next thing is, and we're coming near to the end here, honor the Father's house. To be a good father, you need to honor the Father's house. And I'm talking about his church and his people, which are his house. Lead by example. Lead by example. Show your children to honor God by being in God's house. There's not many fathers here with their children, but, and that's across Australia. We need to change the climate and culture of the Australian church where the fathers are in the, in the house of God and they are lifting, they're making an effort because there's a battle always to be in the house of God. Don't think it's even easy for me as a pastor. There's a battle for everyone to be in the house of God. And the fathers, they should be, you should be worshiping God. Your kids see you worshiping God. Your kids see you praying. Now, it's not for a show, but you're leading by example. That's your life, and they see it. So show your children to honor God by being in God's house, serving, serving, and giving, giving, because there's no house unless we give in tithes and offerings. There's no church, there's no house unless we consistently give in tithes and offerings. So this is for all the men. Let us be in the Father's house. Let us make a change. We, now, this is the thing. We may not have seen it modeled by our fathers, but our job is to break that generational cycle, Amen. that generational curse of fatherlessness, and the father's house is not very much honored in Australia because of fatherlessness. And it's our job to say, nope, I'm making a change. This is tough. It's going to be a battle. The devil doesn't like it. He doesn't want to see it. But I'm going to be different, and I'm going to encourage every other man to be a man of God and not a wimpy, lazy man. Okay? <laughs> so God's house, his church, makes healthy families. And this is, first, this is how the devil tries to break down uh, healthy families. He tries to break down God's house. And without God's house, there's no healthy families. There's no restoration. So he breaks down God's house. Then he breaks down the families. It's, his, it's, it's, it's a technique of his. And just simply by asking God for grace to honor his house, it makes such a difference. The last thing. How are we doing good for time? Amen. The la lastly is take time to rest and rejuvenate. As Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. We read it in Bible school this week. Lastly, take time to rest and rejuvenate. So you do need time, fathers, men, you need time for yourself, time to rest, rejuvenate, play, take a walk, enjoy sports, whatever it may be. You do need some time for yourself so that you could be a good father and not burn out. And so these are the five things, and you could add to them, but I think this is you know, a good foundation, starter's guide, and uh, <laughs> yeah, starter's guide, yeah. And this is what I've learned. These are five critical things that I've learned over the last 22 years. A one-minute guide to being a good father, and it's daily draw near to your heavenly father, prioritize your wife, Give time to your kids. Honor the Father's house. And lastly, take time to rest and rejuvenate. 
So let's all stand. We're going to pray. Oh, yeah. These are all things. Yeah, these are all things. If you flip it, it's you could be a good mother and also a woman of God. Uh, if you flip it, these are all important things. So let's all stand. We're going to pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness and love toward us today. And we're praying in Australia that there would be fathers, men of God that rise up, that they would be fathers, and they would catch a vision for being a father. And they would break the generational cycle of sin that has been passed down from generation to generation and say, no, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be like Jesus. I'm going to be in the Father's house. And when, when I'm lost and people don't know where I am, hey, that's where I am. I'm in the Father's house. And that was Jesus becoming a man in his young age. He was in the Father's house. So, Lord, do these things. Help us to draw near to you daily, to prioritize our, our wives, our families, our kids, honor your house, and take time to also care for ourselves. Lord, just seal these things on our hearts. Let there be a change in this nation. Please, Father, let your kingdom come and your will be done. And bless our fellowship as we walk to the park and we just celebrate this day. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Amen. Amen, Amen guys. Okay, good. It's 11.07. We're just about to go. All right, this is where... Uh, oh, I need to mention one thing. Tides and offerings... We have the FPOS machine. We have the box there. You can give through brisbanefire.com. There's a give page. That's if you're online. Um, you would have the bank account details. You can give that way. And your tithes and offerings are very important for the running of, of the church, not just, you know, Bible school. It's, a, it's the kind of the minimum payment, but we also, the tithes and offerings are so important for the church. And I want to thank you for all your giving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we could, we could recruit some more givers. So if you want to give uh, and you're online and you're blessed by this ministry and you hear the podcast, please uh, help support and uh, we can continue to do what we're doing.